hot. Hot? Hot. Whoa, it's hot. It's very, very hot. What's what's the temperature of the mic in uh, in Celsius? Do you think, Chris? Uh, I'm gonna be better at this now. Yeah. I work with so many Dublin people, I got good at this, and now I've now I'm on the spot. Probably like know. 38. You would say? Would you say? Do you know how hot 38 is? Holy it's like cow! 100, that's that's hot. like 100 Fahrenheit. It's like 100 Fahrenheit. You think this is 100? No, it's not that hot. The, this is like a medical metaphorical 38. 100.4. Yeah. It's 38 degrees Celsius is a fever. So. Oh, that's a pretty good. Is that how, is that how you knew it, or are you just is that a fever? Hundred point four. Hundred point four. That's that's how we. If yeah, you had I thought I thought you had to be over hundred point four. Hundred point four. Okay, fucking. This just dumps the facts. <laughs> it's a show about telling your friends what temperature a fever is and lying to them. It's also a Pokemon fan cast sometimes. Yes, it is. We have big news to talk about big, today. Big, Pokemon big Pokemon news. Gabe does not know. And apparently, this is. I don't know either. We are ambushing Gabe with this big. Breaking Pokemon news, which is Ash Ketchum is a league champion. What do you mean? In the anime, he's officially not a loser anymore. Wait, why is that? Yeah, okay, Ash Ketchum won the Pokemon. No, this is this is exciting league. news. But what I'm curious about is, before we started, they said, "Did you hear?" And I said, "No." And then they said, "It's relevant to the podcast. We'll tell you on the podcast." Now, now let me let me ask you something. First of all, <laughs> everything you've said so far is entirely true. Yes. And how what's the completely. what's the relevance? We talk about Pokemon all the time. We oh, did. that's we it. Okay, in that Pokemon. case, yeah, I'm with it. I'm I feel like it. we gotta cover the Pokemon news as it happens. You okay, know? yeah. So I just I don't follow the anime, so hit me. I mean, He's... I I I barely do, but he won. In fact, there's even this thing that says uh, even Ash couldn't believe it, and then it's a caption from the show where he looks shocked that he even managed to not lose. <laughs> also, it... have you seen what it looks like in the new? Anime, oh, like what's the new anime? I love the style. Let me see it. Oh, uh, what's another good tweet? Uh, this one cartoon. that says "same energy." Oh my god! Oh, it's which a is surprised Pikachu. Now there's gonna be a surprised Ash meme, which <laughs> I'm really ready for. I'm absolutely ready for that. It's just, it's amazing to think how far this great athlete has come. You know, from starting in his days when he was, you know, ch challenging the. Uh, 30 Taurus. Challenging the psychic gym and didn't even realize that the gym leader's father was speaking to him. Assumed assumed he was, because he knew such intimate details about her childhood, that he must have been a photographer that took pictures of her as a baby. That whole thing. Did that happen? That happened on the anime. Ash is fucking stupid in the yeah. first few seasons. Ash has come a long he, way from a I just from just a, a timid 11-year-old to a, a champion 11-year-old. A, yeah. a timid 11-year-old idiot. Do they, do they actually not age him? No. Just, just How does that work now? He's an 11-year-old dumbass. They, they never explain it. He's just at every age. That's why there's that theory that he's a kid in a coma the whole show. Oh, no. There's a theory like and that. And Giovanni is his missing father, but that's how he thinks of his dad in the dream. There is a theory like that for every cartoon. Well, I mean, it's because of Saint, uh, Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. It's probably because of Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere did that, and now everyone's like, "Well, everything is that." Well, because everything is in Saint Elsewhere, kind of. Mm -hmm. Even West Wing is technically canon in Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, wait, what? Just because of crossovers and different actors. Yeah, who have been on you never heard shows. about that before. Well, I mean, oh, it's okay. also you know if we get into it, X Files is canonically in the same universe as The Wire. So the arguable reason that you know the Baltimore police can never actually get real uh, help from the feds with their major drug problem is the drug problem is you know the feds are busy orchestrating an alien invasion. Ooh, now that's it's because enough. of and Chris should know this John Munch. <laughs> yes, John Munch. Is that someone's real last name? Is a character. He's a character in multiple crossovers from uh, uh, from Homicide: Life on the Street, which is I mean he, he's most famous for SVU. Well, yeah, but he came originally yeah, from Homicide: yeah. Life on the Life on the street or something like that, um, which was a uh, David Simon 
show, and he, that, before he made The Wire, I think, actually, and because characters crossed over between that, characters have crossed over between that and SVU, and that and, and that and X-Files, you know. There's some wild things in that list. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, like, absolutely. The Addams Family is technically in that universe. Oh, my God. Because of crossovers. I'm Damn. trying to find another one. Battlestar Galactica. The, well, Battlestar Galactica is arguably in every universe. The, the everything with, cinematic universe. Along with BBC Merlin. I'm just trying to find at least one more that just throws me off. Cheers is in there. That's a good... I was expecting, like, Sesame Street. I don't know Sometimes why. you gotta know where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Permanently burned into my brain is, like, the Adventure Time scene where the he's, like, singing the Cheers theme song. <laughs> So that's like all I can think about when I think about Cheers. I've never fucking seen an episode of Cheers. Probably because I'm not 60 years old. Well, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Ted Danson I like how both funny. Hawaii 5-0s are in. <laughs> They're both Wait, canon. Wait, what is... There's two Hawaii 5-0s? Hawaii 5-0 and the 2010 reboot are both yep. in the canon. It's, it's a hard thing to name a second version of. So you can't go Hawaii 502. Like, that just sounds... Hawaii, Hawaii 50 5-0 second precinct? I don't know. Hawaii 5-1. Lost. <laughs> Is in there. Mm. Uh, both Melrose places is in there. Both. Oh, here's my favorite one now. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is in the canon. same elsewhere universe. Yes. It's in the same elsewhere universe. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Robot. Well, like the current show or relatively current? Yeah, the current show, Mr. Robot. Same as Rami. Every Star Trek. Every Star Trek. Uh, yeah, every single one except yeah. I guess the new one. Well, I mean, Discovery would technically be in there because it's in the same universe. As yeah, Star I just might not have added it to the article yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Are, on, are, are we on TV tropes right now? Is that what we've become? Supposed? No, I'm oh, looking thank at God. I actually found a dude who owns a WordPress that's only this. <laughs> and he updates it whenever things are Man. to it. Anyway, yeah, we should move on. All right, yes. all right, all right. So now that I know that there's not some huge-ass news being this dropped is, on me. This is big news. Well, you know what the fuck I mean. Something that I would have to personally adapt how I do the podcast to, for example. Um, <laughs> I think we decided I was first, so I'm I got just saying, one. this is big. It means, like, you should really never give up on your dreams, because Ashley... Oh, did, that's true. It took him, well, technically less than a year, but... <laughs> Maybe but, I could eventually get through the second area of Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> but it, how how much time in real life did it actually take for the, like, in the anime running? For that's like, like 20... I mean, the anime started when we were kids. Like 20 years? Yeah, yeah, it's been like 20 years in the anime. Jesus Christ, man. So, okay. So here's the fact. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. So, people, and people like to climb to high places and say that they did it. That's that's yes. something we all know. That's not in dispute, no. Right. So, within the hobby of people who like to do that shit, one of the highest, or one of the, like, relative high points in the U.S. that was considered to be one of the most difficult to reach until 2005, I'll get to why, was only 813 feet elevation. It was in northwestern Rhode Island. The reason why it was so difficult to reach this high point was not because of the height or the terrain or any freaky wildlife, really. Because there was a really angry old man who lived up there, and he would constantly try to shoot people off of his property when they tried to go up. And one day he died. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's what happened in 2005. He died, and his kids worked out some kind of agreement with the locals. This motherfucker got to the point where he enough people were trying to climb up his hill that he like put a security system in, like. 
I guess not one of those like ring things or whatever, because I guess I know five. Yes, because rings have that don't yet. shoot yeah. people. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know if he was killing people or just like getting them to leave. I didn't say shoot. I said shoe. Oh. Oh, I thought you said shoot. No, he didn't that's... kill them. He didn't kill them. As far as I know, he didn't kill them. Could shoot him with a paintball gun or something. There might be laws against that, but uh. It's still technically pa paintballing, assault. unsuspecting strangers. I mean, in most states, you're allowed to just shoot people with a real gun if mm -hmm. they invade your property. Oh, so that is. Yeah, I don't know if Rhode Island has stand your ground laws, but I'm not going to go there. Um, the the point that I the, the main point is it was considered to be one of the more difficult high elevation points to reach, even though the elevation wasn't even that ridiculous because of the angry old man who would tell you to leave. Does so, sound like a northerner. What I know about Rhode Island is entirely from an episode of Thirty Rock where Alec Baldwin's character is trying to flip the Rhode Island congressional district. <laughs> I, I feel like this has come up before on this show. Well, 30 Rock has certainly come well, up before. Well, it was because... 30 Rock came up because it was the only thing any of us knew... Or only thing you knew about Connecticut was from... Oh, Rock. shit! You're right! <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking of, too. Wait, are you mixing them up? Is it the same episode? No, no, because Connecticut was one where they produced a horror movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. one where John Slattery, known for playing Roger Sterling on Mad Men and... Um, Tony Stark's dad in the Iron Man movies, um, okay. Howard Stark. Um, he played a, la I think he he was like a laser tag, uh, a laser tag. He was a laser tag. He was a. La I don't know how to put a laser tag. He owned a laser tag place. A mogul, a laser tag. Yeah, he was mogul. a laser tag mogul, and uh, he he was running for he was running for Congress against Queen Latifah's character, who was a pro-regulation anti antitrust person. That was targeting NBC. So Alec Baldwin's character, Jack Donaghy, funds these, uh, you know, this is in the 30 Rock Summary podcast. Anyway, basically, the conclusion is that people from Rhode Island are fucking crazy. Man, <laughs> um, what a place. I've been there multiple times. What a place. Hmm. This sounds it, like, like Rhode Island, like, hick kind of stuff. Why is it called Rhode Island? What is the road in Rhode Island? R-H-O-D-E. So it was like... The person who found it. Is it, it a person? Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of those um, early Puritan colonies were just named after people. Who did they name the scholars them. after the same man or person? I don't know. No, because I think scholars. it was a different Rhodes. Because I think Rhodes scholars have to do with like Cambridge and Oxford, right? Hmm. Yeah, so this would be like a UK kind of thing. It's just an English name, you know, just English people. Why is it called Rhode Island? <laughs> One of the things about Rhode Island that always gets me whenever I go there is, like, they give a shit what no. different kinds of clams there are. Like, I feel like no one else cares. Just give me a clam. Just give me no, a I just think clam, but they they probably have different opinions it's, on, like, Little Neck versus... Like, yeah, that kind of bullshit. It's not named after a dude. What is it named after? The Greek island of Rhodes. Oh! But that makes Rhode Island kind of weird. That's a bit redundant, isn't yeah. it? Anyway. Rhode Island Island. It's like, yeah, it's like, um... It's, it's like when people say chai tea. Yeah, I was about to say chai or tea. Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. They also wanted to call it Rude Island, which means Red Island. Oh, Rude Island. <laughs> I guess. Rude yeah, is that just the same thing? Is that like just like a Scottish accent? It's got like it's the just DT. Like a Middle English kind of a. Uh... Yeah, because it's got like the DT trails. It's like, in there like it's like when you're saying something along the lines of. Uh... 
He's gonna go yeah, into the, the witch quote. No, no, oh, no, 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 I'm gonna do some Chaucer. Chaucer. the dapple with the shoulder shoot that dreads of March hath perished into the earth. A bad every vein is switched the character of which virtue engendered is the fleur. That's what I remember. I wow. Just, I used to know the whole prologue. He's never the he's whole never pulled this out on us before ever. And all the time I've known him, that you could just go into that horrifying Chaucer area English. <laughs> Middle just, English, man. It's like the first four lines of the Canterbury Tales. To, to modern English speakers, though, like, that Chaucer, like Middle English just reads like, like you just you know, fucked it all up. It just reads terribly. You should, you should read some Middle Scots sometimes. Oh, like, God. Oh, you should read that thing that was, uh, what was it? The, the Scots translation of Harry Potter. Is they, they have that? Yeah, there's an official Scots translation, and it's absolute nonsense. It's like, uh... It just makes me think of, like, the Scottish Twitter stuff that, that went around for a while. Because, like, the absolute best one of those was... Mr. The... and Mrs. Dursley, on number five, private line, were proud to say they were gay, normal, thank you very much. They were laced fork, yeah, were jealous, would you tangled up in only thing. Is this just Uncle the first lines of Sorcerer's Stone? Yep. That's about as much as I can get through. It's... He w- I do like this one that was talking about Mr. Dursley that says, He was some muckle, beefy bucket man with a stumpy wee craggy, although he had <laughs> hey, a gay muckle mouser. Oh, Yet nevertheless, quite ever men damn or sorry and scornful language of the brickleness. I shall excuse alls uh, for furthers on may thy woman aid thee wisdom and fairness. The coolic fortune is put to seek distress as replace it, and nothing throw the guilt of thee. Throw this wicked language great. to be split. I didn't even have to put in any effort. I did nothing to facilitate <laughs> the fact that Chris just went into speaking Scots and John just went into this fucking. That was Chastarian that was English. no. That was that was uh, that was middle Scots. So oh, that was the that was the Scottish equivalent of middle. Let's not English. say I spoke Scots. I he mangled you tr- it. You pre- I, I, I certainly to. pronounced it wrong. I was just reading something from the Testament of Crusade. I just wanted out. to read that one sentence. It was he way a muckle making there, man. <laughs> It's Hi. so interesting that well, it's funny because I actually read. Uh, we watched Mary Queen of Scots last night. Okay. The uh, Shearshire Ronan vehicle, um, and uh, it's funny because it was like at one point one of them says to one of the soldiers says to Shearshire Ronan, "Oh, he doesn't speak Scots," and I'm like, "You're speaking fucking English yeah. right now. Just don't bother. God. Don't bother." Man. Okay, road. Because that's the thing. Yeah, he said this could be some Rhode Island hick shit, and like. I mean, I this is true. Every state has hick shit. I mean, all you need to do is watch fucking Letterkenny on Hulu sometime, which is just Canadian hick shit, which is very similar to Midwestern hick shit, which is very similar to Southern hick shit. You know, man. No offense. No offense to rural people. Like that. No, no. I respect the hell out of you. I understand. I fucking love bluegrass. Um, and it, and it, <laughs> it, it, that, it this, this, this sounds incredibly like, I can't be racist. I love I, I was about to make the same joke. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. I know so many hicks. John is like hell into hick. bluegrass, though. <laughs> I am deeply into bluegrass. Mm. I was trying to think if there's a state that doesn't have hicks, but I guess there isn't one. No, even California has hicks. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, this, is, this is very, I feel so fucking classist right now. <laughs> no, but the, the U.S., the thing is, there's just a lot of rural areas because there's so much fucking land area. Well, you see, the there's, difference, there's a difference between living in a rural area and then engaging in this kind of get off the property side. Right, that's yeah. the thing, is like, it doesn't necessarily, you know, yeah. where someone lives doesn't necessarily transform them into a certain type of person, but then insofar as like, 
that subculture exists. It exists fucking everywhere. Absolutely. Because we have too much goddamn land area in this and country. And I just want to be clear, there's a difference between Hick and Redneck. Yes, there is. And there's a di- just as there's a difference between Redneck and Hillbilly, and I wouldn't use any of those terms interchangeably. Oh yeah, that is relevant. Like, it's like really relevant because one is a culture that you feel comfortable claiming and the other is like, hmm. John's John. This, this oh, John, cultural studies me is very mad at myself right now. Well, no, what John what John wants to do and what he's resisting the the length of the tangent it would require is him caring very deeply about the nuances of Southern culture. It's true. And like, in a, in a way that I'm not criticizing at all. I'm just saying he he knows that he could go off for like a fucking hour I on this, could. and instead he has to think about whether or not some old man in fucking Rhode Island yelled people off his property for like I'm not even saying no reason. But, like, come on. Be nice to the tourists. So like what, well, listen, what, I am that very witch. I think this is true. What body made, like, put down this was a hard place? Was it, like, similar to, like, how Urbex has, like, ratings for, like, how dangerous or whatever places are? Like, I don't like, know if there's a formal rating, but it's one of those things where, like, like community, people who were into... Knowledge. Yeah, like, where people were into climbing to high places and you're, like, this guy will tell you to go away. I think it's, like, it's... I don't know if it's, like... I think it's the highest point in Rhode Island. I know that I remember the number is eight. I think it's eight hundred thirteen feet. Yeah. Now, how meaningfully high of elevation is that? I have no well, idea compared to other places. I feel like Rhode Island, <coughs> a lot of it overall is probably close to sea on a level. coast state eight hundred. Yeah, yeah eight hundred is very high compared. to Yeah, because a lot of it is close to sea level. Yeah, it's. I could go with true. Are y'all both on true? Yeah, I'm on true. All right. It is true. I got it from. I was like, shit. I need a fact. I went on like Wikipedia's that's how literally every fact list of unusual place of unusual articles. So I think you can look it up now. Um, it is on there. I can't remember the name of the hill now. If you just Google like high hill in Rhode Island, um, yeah. It, basically, it happened kind of like I said it. And then in like 2005, I think the guy died. His son worked out some agreement so people could like come through, but like only in limited amounts. Um, but people like find the word in the article they have a word for people that like just going to places that have high elevation that's the hill that's the hill this is the uh, the fly edition oh yeah there's a fly going around this room and I have no idea if you're gonna get some like foley effects from this fly because I keep hearing it like occasionally. Oh, it's around. Yeah, and we know that if we let the dog out, the dog would get it, but the dog would also make more noise than the fly in getting it. Yes. It's getting dangerous close to like we let out the dog to eat the fly. Right. And now like <laughs> the, the old lady the, who swallowed the we, dog. What did yeah. we do to get the dog? Um, <laughs> what was it? Wasn't it like a cow? That doesn't even make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it stops making sense after dog. Yeah. But Bim Bam did this already. We this don't is, need to go into it. Yeah, also, there's definitely, like, too much vor in that nursery rhyme. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I guess, I didn't know if you were looking up, what's the name of the, the hobby of people climbing to high places? It's on that Wikipedia article. Summiters. Summiters, that makes I sense. I just think that's what it is. I didn't look That's not what the oh. word, anyway, John can do his thing. I'll... Mountaineers. What do y'all know about... High pointers. There it is. What do y'all know about a little something called pluviculture. Goddamn nothing. What is that word? <laughs> it sounds dirty. It is not. It is... I'm less interested now. It is... Well, you know, it could be a... It, it can involve some dirty tricks sometimes. Okay, okay. It is the practice of making it rain, literally. So, like, by science. <clears throat> by, uh... By uh, anything. You can't see the air quotes, but by science. It's the pseudoscience of making rain happen. 
for places. There was a man. Oh, so like born in eighteen seventy. Rainmakers. Rainmakers. But not exactly. like the real fact that we actually can do this now. Yeah, okay. not that. The uh, people who uh, in the ni- early nineteen hundreds had ways of producing rain. AKA really good at reading almanacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a man named Charles Hatfield. A man named Charles Hatfield who uh, developed a technique creating a secret mixture of twenty three chemicals in large galvanized evaporating tanks that he would put on top of towers. He referred to himself as a moisture accelerator. His name was Charles Hatfield. Um, And he did a lot of work in Southern California, actually, a place known for having droughts. And he was able to make contracts with ranchers and get paid a couple hundred dollars. That got him attention, so he uh, did work for uh, Los Angeles. Collected a fee of $1,000 for bringing around 18 inches of rain. Um... Built a tower in uh, in the few canyons. Just he was very good at bringing rain to Southern California from what everyone generally agrees now storms that were already coming. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: this backfired on him at one point. San Diego contracts him to fill their reservoir. They make a deal for it to be filled to a certain range. They'll pay up to that range, and if it goes past that. He'll just let him have it for free because, you know, he just wants to have a certain amount of money and they'll they'll pay by the inch. So he builds this tower in San Diego. He builds it near the reservoir. And San Diego has the worst flooding that they've ever seen. <laughs> okay. It was it was for a fee of like ten thousand dollars. It was for a fee of ten thousand dollars. The city said they would only pay him if he accepted the cost of the damages. Which numbered about three point five million dollars, and uh, so <laughs> it eventually evolved into suing and countersuing, and he sued to say, uh, basically, I can't be held responsible for this. The rain was an act of God, and San Diego said we contracted you to bring this rain, so you have to be responsible for it. And it was okay. it just went in court for years and years. Eventually, he won both suits, invalidating his practice by saying. Actually, the rain was an act of God. So was this... Not my you fault. said this happened in the 19th century? Yeah, this would have been uh, around 1916. This would have been I mean, this is some 1916. So it, bro- it overflowed two, dang, two wait, dams. Wait, like, 1916, so 20th century. Yeah, 20th century. Okay, because I was going to say, see, the 19th century, like the 18xx years, that was like the fucking golden age of snake oil, I feel like. The, the, the wonderful part about this is he was like... Listen, it's not my fault the city didn't take proper precautions for when I brought rain about. That was his. That was his defense. That's like the. That's like the equivalent of the modern like. Never give up the grift, man. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, this man made it rain so hard that the city didn't. The city held him responsible for the damages. Hmm. A city realized that that was a valid strategy for them to recoup. So rainmakers are definitely a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this that goes back to, like, ancient cultures in, in many different ways, albeit they didn't always try to scam people, but this guy did. Oh, and here's... Hold on. I just need to add in my favorite little detail about this. Okay. Widespread Panic wrote a song about it. Mm, okay. Who's Widespread Panic? I ask a question. Who's Widespread Panic? Yeah. He's not from the South. He's not from the South. That, whoa, that that makes me more curious about Southern, who they are. Southern Jam Band. Imagine, like, fish, but, but like... Fish they're all fish. from, like, Alabama. And, like, even more mushrooms are involved. 
Yeah. That's the, pretty the drug or just sort of the, the aesthetic? Drug. The drug. <laughs> oh, lord. Um, that's a lot of mushrooms. Uh, Man, this, this, the thing is, this sounds like the type of shit that totally happens, but that means it could have happened, or John could have been like, this shit totally happens. What? Okay. The part that I do find believable is what happened in California, because it is a dry as shit there. Mm. Until it does rain. Hmm. Is that how it works? Do they typically get like drought and flood cycles? Well, I mean, that's what happens in the desert. There's a lot yeah. of flush floods. Um, oh, if yeah. You, if you get a very heavy rainstorm, the ecosystem isn't used to it. The rivers aren't deep enough. Everything oh, flows. Floods, yeah. Huh. I remember flash floods in the desert from a scene in Disney's last hand-drawn animated feature, Home on the Ranch. <laughs> what a call-out for a callback. <laughs> what? Ugh. I swear... John will know any filmic detail that become well, at the long, moment of its long, relevance. How long to the live action remake? His brain is Jesus like the Harry Potter room requirement for film. Which will we get first? The remake of Home oh. on the Range or live action remake of The Rescuers Down Under? I, I think Rescuers Down Under. I think Rescuers Down Under. What I would really like love to see is a uh, live action Game of Thrones style adaptation of the Dark Cal- uh, the Black Cauldron. I want to see a like, Game of Thrones style remake. Live action of any of the Red Wall. In fact, all the Red Wall books. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I was gonna with with real mice too. Yeah, real mice. The problem is all the Red Wall books are the same plot. No, they aren't. They found the Sword of Martin. So Yay! Yeah. We're gonna get some badgers from that fort. Eulalia. That's literally only the plot of the main three. No, I've read a lot of Red Wall books. Okay, there's like it all. It's always a hero that finds the Sword of Martin. No, that's literally not. There's it's... like there's twenty six books. Have you read all of them? I've read, like, at least 12. Okay, I've literally 26? read all of them. There's You've a read book. all 26 books. I wrote, uh, and there's probably more I will than 26 say, I will say, of all of them, the one that was actually about Martin the Warrior was probably my favorite. There's only three that are actually, like, really tied into that, and it's Martin, Mateus, and, uh, the first one. Yeah, it's Red not Wall. Martin. Yeah, Redwall, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that it was actually called Redwall. Those are, like, the three. The rest are, like, tangentially involved, but a lot of them are, like, on different areas. Like, there's, like... Ten about just the badgers. There's like six about just that. The badgers were the best character. Yeah, we'll there's say. there's ten about just that culture. There's a bunch about random stuff. You should go back and reread all of them. I I should go back and reread. What, all what do you them. think? What do you think the spare time of his life looks well, like? Well, right now I'm unemployed. So I'm saying so. this is the perfect time to go check out all twenty six. But you're not reading fourteen books unemployed or whatever. I mean, to be fair, even while I was employed, I did read the entire His Dark Materials trilogy in like two weeks. Mostly because I just Powerful. wanted to be ready for the HBO series. Oh yeah, that is happening. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda is going to play Lee Scoresby. It's going to be wild. What? James Weird. James McAvoy. Sorry, there's twenty two novels. My bad. Twenty two. Okay, but they but they actually aren't more. They've actually. Uh, oh, so I have read all of them out. because I didn't know that the one that was written in two thousand was the last one. I've read all of them. You've read all of them. I'm the definitive source on Redwall for this podcast. <laughs> you're like you're like when they asked Stephen Colbert Tolkien trivia. Sorry, it's a Redwall correspondent, Christie's. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Only, second only to Mr. Redwall himself. I think, okay, I think in the first, like, six books he wrote, there's a few that, like, most of those involve that, but after that, most of them are, like, like edge lore of the world, or just, like, something different. The Redwall extended universe, if you will. Because you, you can sort them by chronological order. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm that. thinking of, okay. So did a badger make this rain? <laughs> Wait, a, wait, where's wait, the, no, wait, what part was the badge? The, the red wall. Okay, yeah. fuck, never mind. Um, uh, 
Oh, also, just real quick, hot take. Badgers were great. Otters were my favorite red ball creatures. Otters were fun, because yeah. they weren't always good. That's yeah. what I liked about them. I like the tails. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, back to the thing. God, if you said around 1916, to me, it's like, that's still like the extended 1800s, so that's like fine for the golden age of snake oil the to continue. 1800s. You know what I mean? Like, is uh, it, isn't like the first Red Dead Redemption set in like 1910? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, like the, they, they're both supposed to be near the tail end. Of yeah, no, like ni- Red Dead 2 is the turn of the century, literally. That's yeah, the thing. And like, Red Dead happens after that, so yeah. yeah. One of my running themes on this podcast is that until about 1965, nobody knew anything. And that makes me inclined to believe this. Just, just fucking anything happened until about 50 or 60 years ago. I mean, this is like this is around the time like Mormonism is happening. Or a little before. Or after. A little after. No, because so, I mean, Mormonism we know people are going happened at the back, back end of the 19th century. But I, I remember it because they run into Mormons in Around the World in 80 Days. This is this is just my literature and film polls episode. Anyway. This is fine. I, this is knowledge I wouldn't <laughs> receive in any other context. I'm inclined to say true as well. It is in fact true. Oh god, this guy got real, screwed real so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he he did too good a job with the scam. Oh my god, it's like an Edit and Eddie episode gone wrong. Oh my god, it is. This guy walking around with like a like a jawbreaker in his mouth at all times. I miss that show. Why were the jawbreakers the size of basketballs? Because they would have the scene where they would put the jawbreaker in their mouth and their cheek would be the size of the remainder of their skull. Because like, I, I always thought, personally, looking back on it, it was supposed to really be a dip joke. But that may just be me. Ooh, late, it could be. Late 90s, early 2000s Cartoon Network was very postmodern and fascinated with that kind of grotesqueness and magic realism. Yeah, but I also That's think it's true. It's a small dip joke also. It is, it is also. Maybe, but also, have you guys ever seen like the jawbreaker? I have seen a, a softball-sized jawbreaker before in real life you just that, like, my mouth hurts you just right share now. it with someone like you put it between I, you and just both lick it i didn't buy it like so i didn't have to figure yeah. it out it literally lady and tramp a jawbreaker is <laughs> such a good phrase the thing is like i swear to god i remember where i found it and like in theory could go get one except it's in new york city so it's kind of inconvenient and out of the way um, but I swear to God, I've seen like a softball-sized jawbreaker, oh. and I thought, do you just lick it until it's small enough to put in your mouth? Maybe. Also, just one more Disney take for this. Okay, okay, okay. The dog they've got playing Tramp in the live-action Lady and the Tramp doesn't look enough like a terrier. I there! Have, I said it! I have on purpose not looked at it, and now on purpose we're gonna go to them's the ads. <laughs> I hear people and they're having lots of Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, <sighs> guest this episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. Uh, I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. Okay, it's my turn. Okay. okay. I'm going to continue the literary theme. All right. Which... Which was unintentional entirely. Which is unintentional, but... But now it won't be. But now, well, I mean, it's still unintentional. It's just working out very well. Do you know 
who Vladimir Nobokov is. The Lolita guy, right? Yeah, Lolita. Cool. Did and you... and uh, the Master Margarita, right? We don't care about that one as well. Well, I, I care about it okay. because that's actually what um, the um, Rolling Stones song. Did uh, you know he is the originator song. of the emoticon? Oh, Lord. I fucking hate this. Oh, God. That's the guy oh, who wrote Lolita is the originator John, of the emoticon. There's an concept. important piece of information for this that I know you're going to know off the top of your head. What year was that book written? Nabokov was in the 20th century. I mean, I'll give you that if you I don't know that. when Lolita was written exactly. Uh, it's like the 50s or something. But he was in the 20th century because the Master and Margarita What's a was safe about the way devil to, Wait, wait, wait. Come on, come on. What's a safe way to search for Lolita where it will not mess up my search? Lolita, Lolita novel. Nabokov. Lolita. Or Nab. Yeah, that works too. Novel. That works pretty well, right? Uh, 1955, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know that because the Master and Margarita. It's about the devil appearing in the Soviet Union and not and so being that, denied as being the devil because the Soviet Union was an atheist nation. So that bounds the range of possible years. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I hate it, but I who it. who originally can one person really originate the idea that a fucking colon and a parenthesis looks like a smiley face? Like, Someone could be the first person to just say that's what we should do. I mean, was it on a typewriter? It would have been on a typewriter. Oh no, that is there an emoticon? In Lolita. I have not read that book. Have you read that book? I have not read that book. Shit! I'm sorry, I just have sympathy for the devil stuck in my head right now. I just, I'm just trying to parse the fact that there's even, right now, an ambiguous chance that this is real. Like, there's sort of a, a Schrodingerian chance that this is... That... that Lolita, the book, and emoticons, the thing, are the same guy. Both are the same guy. Oh, no. Oh, no. This could be bad. Shit. I mean, like, the thing is, I don't... This is one of those ones where I get stuck because I don't really know, like, what to ask that wouldn't just basically answer the question. <coughs> yeah. Like, like I'm trying to figure out, like, where the ambiguity would, would lie here, what would make me doubt or believe this sort of thing more. Um... I feel like... Because I can't just be like, what's his deal? I can't just be like, tell me about Mr. Nabokov. <laughs> what's his deal? Tell me if this sounds like an emoticon man. Like, I can't do that. I, I mean, I'm just thinking about... You know, we were in the era of post-structuralism, and so people were, like, experimenting with the actual meaning of signs and symbols and things like that. And, you know, you had Cummings fucking around with typewriters already, so... Oh, that's true. Like, if that's that era... And, like, also, like, the the the... the natural human thing to like see things that look like faces as faces there's like a word for it and it's i, I know how to spell it i just don't know how to pronounce but it okay so let's be it's clear a totally a established bit. psychological thing we're not talking about like putting faces on the thing we're talking about like making a typographical representation of a face someone making that idea because that's yeah. what an emoticon is an emoticon that's what i, I mean. mean now we're at emojis that's... but emoticons yeah, emoticon, no no yeah, emoticon no, I, is I, I, like I, I, is like colon parentheses i'm just making sure you aren't like getting or like super xd well, you know, I, was or... talk, I mean that's what i was talking about signs and symbols mm -hmm. and like, yeah the, the, like the emojis are a different thing yeah i'm uh, specifically talking about emoticons so Using like typographical things to make can you what face. was the first emoticon that he made that yeah he, was that was it like colon Dash he, in a letter to someone, said that he believed there should be a way to represent a face, perhaps by using a colon followed by a parenthesis. Mm, no, you see, I think you lost me on that one. Really? Because of the way that emoticons evolved. What do you mean? The way I, th I think, 
and this is this is just me, but I remember seeing like emotic seeing like emoticons and how to make them and stuff like that. In the early nineties, people always put a nose. There was always a nose on those faces. It wasn't just parentheses, and and uh, and uh, it was it wasn't just a colon and parentheses. The colon and parentheses would have come after the popular. But here's the rub. Of, da, 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 da. No, let me let me let me, let me finish first. Let me finish. It would have come after the popularity of the smiley face iconography, which was just the two dots and the and the, and the lines. So here's the rub. You are right, and what I said is also right. That's how he described he would want it, but people you started doing it with noses instead. And also, I don't know how well you and I remember early nineties. And the original ones were just a straight line for the nose. They didn't even do like the little carrot. No, no, no. I was saying it was a straight line. So like, oh, I only remember. The, I only right, remember the hyphen. I only remember the hyphen for but the nose. But he actually described it. A the carrot way. nose, I feel like it's very recent, like like, oh, like yeah. 2013, 14. It's more ironic. Yeah, really. It's like meant to. It's meant to be like a like a sly or like cheeky like, face. Literally, like was like the tilde nose. My favorite was always colon three. Yeah, because what fucking is that? It's cat face. It's cat face, or it's like. Oh well, audio it's medium and all, but uh, <laughs> Chris just scrunched his face up. Uh, okay, the reason I always liked that one, it had a, it was a face in Maple Story, and it was my favorite face in Maple Story. A, a lot of a lot of Chris's background just. Chris yes. was like Chris my was entire like, music taste evolved from Maple Story fan videos. I don't know if that's true. It is true because I know what mu- I know. I, well, I know both of those worlds of your music taste and Maple Story fan videos, and I'm trying to find the link. Is it Breaking Benjamin specifically? Yeah, Breaking, <laughs> Breaking Benjamin and Anne Berlin were like the gateway into me I, getting into all that kind of stuff. I will, yes. I okay, will so say in the same thing. way the Halo Two soundtrack was kind of a, a little uh, cipher for John's music taste because Breaking Benjamin and Incubus. <laughs> Is, man, Breaking Benjamin really had like a, like a very specific niche, like a yeah, laser they focus. Yeah, a hell of a moment. Like you know? video game videos, like videos of people playing games. As I try to find my place, that song. That's the song. I'm in some of those compilations. I know you are, cause oh yeah, this is a true fact. Chris was very good, high like a like high level Maple Story back a long ass time ago when he was a goddamn child. And he, he he will not disclose the name of the character, but he was in he was in some of those like early, really really high view, really famous like boss first compilations, boss completions. Like most, like I'd imagine, like Zaken maybe Horntail, depending yeah. on how. I'm old in you almost are. all of those Dre eighty six videos. Yeah, the famous ones with Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh I'm, I'm in so almost all good. of them. Oh my god! I miss that game so much. Anyway, is Can we just this talk about true? The acoustic version of Diary of James. No, we can't. With no. the cello and the piano. No, we like, really can't. There is. It's very good. My least favorite. We should cut a clip in there. My real least. Quick. No. My least favorite thing. There's so many reasons I can't do that. The, my least favorite thing about Breaking Benjamin is how many splash symbols the drummer has. It really bothers me. He plays them all the time. Can we get back? Are they, are they to still the making fact? music? Yes, and it's exactly the same. <laughs> so, are you saying I should listen to it? I guess, kind of. It's the same thing, but not as good because they've already done all the really good ones. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. That I get. That. They're scraping the. The, the bottom he, of the Breaking Benjamin barrel, is least, which like, is the real BBB. Arctic Monkeys, they like kind of reinvent themselves in every album. Like, like I'm just thinking about other bands. I unironically like, enjoy some of those early Breaking Benjamin albums. No, I mean I, I haven't listened because they had a sound and they they wrote all the songs that that sound could do, and then they were like, let's write a few more albums. That was the problem. I mean, that's kind of what's happened with all a lot of bands that era, though. Like, yeah. have you listened to a, a recent year's Three Days Grace song? No, it's good. Oh. I mean, no, good. No, no, no. Be, be happy not. about that. 
For all I know, Avenged Sevenfold never did anything after like their third album. Like I don't know. No, God, like uh, Mike Portnoy never joined Avenged Sevenfold at all. <sighs> oh Lord. In my mind, Avenged, uh, Mike Portnoy never loved Drink Theater. Oh <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's how you do it. Okay. I actually really did. I did really like the fourth Avenged Sevenfold album because that's the one that had Afterlife on it, and I was like. Really good song. You know that song? Oh, Mostly from rock band to. Oh, then I like the first four. I just missed. Yeah, I forgot I think, about the first one. I think was that the one the Gunslinger was on too, or was that? The third? I don't remember. Yeah. Let's yeah. get back to this. <laughs> I I I. This feels right. Is the more I think about yes it, the no? more it feels right because John, John's kind of whole comment about the, the generally like. I forget what the exact word you used was like post structuralism, but like something in that in the general area of people like being like wait. Symbols can be whatever the fuck we want. Like, that feels like around the right time to have that realization. That does feel right, and it makes sense that Nabokov would have it, but I just... It seems I like just, an open-minded guy I don't, who's sort of weirdo I to write about weirdo so, horny shit. I just don't think so, though, because he's a Russian man. <laughs> what? Wait, there I just don't... I Russian, don't, there I just Russian don't people... It takes too much joy to have emoticons. I just... I, I feel like... I feel like Russian is more about anguish, you know? More about... Man. But, then, but then I don't know. I did also watch Doctor Zhivago, and there was some joy in that, but it was also sad as fuck. All right, um, let's get it. I'm I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Split decision. I'm saying no. Okay. The answer is no. Hey! But the only part of what I said that was false was that he was the first person. Everything else I said is actually true. He used them. He was recorded in a letter saying that we really should have something that represents that. Perhaps this. Okay, but he wasn't the first. No, there's he a lot of people that were was. before that. Um, that, you see, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Some, here's some other fun ones. Uh, Abraham Lincoln used one in a speech transcript. No goddamn way. He, that makes sense to me. Put, Abraham Lincoln was a joker. He put in a speech transcript, pause here for applause and laughter, and then a winky face. Do you think... I'm totally serious. Do you think there's an emoticon to represent his hat that he Maybe. had? But, like, he literally put... Like bracket, 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 bracket. Bracket, equal sign, equal sign, equal yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there there are parts where like he has like pause for applause, and then there's one where he has applause and laughter, and then the like what we oh, use today is the winky face emoticon. That actually, yeah, I believe that. Man, when was the typewriter invented? I After feel like that. early typewriters were probably happening at the end yeah. of the 19th century, but like typeface was already a thing by then. So. Yeah, huh. huh. I'm trying to think what else. There's a bunch of there's like uh, Ambrose Bierce proposed that there should be a character specifically to describe irony. Uh, oh, I've heard this one. I can't remember it, what the proposed like character there was. There was a U.S. satirical magazine called Puck, which proposed four proto-emojis, which they called typographical face art, Ooh. which were made only of periods and parentheses. I mean, from now on, I'm just going to call emojis typographical face art. Right, or yeah. Uh, yeah. TFA, if you will. The only thing that's <laughs> false about what I said is he's just not, he wasn't the first. He was into, he was, so he was an early supporter, really. Hmm. Yep. He was like the angel investor for emoticons. Because here's the actual yeah. quote. Here's yeah. the actual quote he said. Yeah. I often think there should exist a special typographical sign for a smile. Some sort of concave mark, a supine round bracket, and some colons, which I would like to now trace and reply to your question. And of course then, a fucking mid-century author <laughs> would use the word supine to describe it. Fucking parentheses. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, man. Anyway, John's that knowledge is one of the clutches. One that I'm real... Oh god! All right, let's do. Can we do? Can we're gonna do one. Not right now, but like, say eventually. Could we do just an entire 
so, like bonus episode. I'm telling you, one day we're gonna make the Them's the Facts Patreon. The bonus episode is just gonna be all the dumb bits extended. Like John reads Chaucer for a, however long he wants to until he has, feels like he should stop. You and me have a Yu-Gi-Oh duel, but we only have the audio part. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, I'll buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm starting a new job. I have I'll... enough. You don't need oh, to do buy you? It. Okay, sweet. All right, plus we're only going to play old Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, I would this, buy old Yu-Gi-Oh this, cards if they're not that expensive. I guess, but yeah. none of this tuner or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to have to learn the rules. Anyway, anyway. okay. All right. We're going to do one. All right. We're running a little long this time, so we're going to do one user-submitted one. This is right, from me. an anonymous, and all they put was that... I'm making sure I read this right. Cows moo with regional accents. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because yeah. lots of animals have been... Like, dogs have uh, are known to have regional accents. Yes, this is true. Cows are decently smart. Cows have best friends. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. Seriously. Best they, friends usually have accents. Have you ever seen videos of, like, a jazz band just, like, playing for cows on the side of the road? No. That's no! Is that a genre? That's so niche. Well, I think I've seen... Let me put it this way. I think I've seen one video of that. <laughs> and it may not have been a full jazz band. It may have just been one guy with a trombone. Did the cows, like... The cows came up and listened <laughs> to they it. Did they vibe? They were so fast. They were, vi- <laughs> they were vibing to it. You went from Hold a on. genre <laughs> video to, like, oh, but it's... Maybe it's one guy... Just one video to, like, okay, maybe it's just to one jazz. Video. I, I think this could be real. And in fact, I would argue that most lo- animals over some arbitrary threshold of intelligence probably develop regionalized accents. Guys, it may in fact actually be a genre of videos. <laughs> oh, I've no. seen at least three or four distinct videos how, on the first page. How removed is it from the entire section of YouTube that I've really discovered lately, which is videos specifically made for you to leave on while your dog's at home alone? Oh, Christ. Really? Yeah, there's a lot. And some of them are so hard to watch. What are they? Like, what is in them? The audio is what's hard. The audio, it's, it's, it's messing around. It's meant to stimulate yeah. their ears. If it's true dog audio, it's like made for it's like the frequency ear. response they like, and it just, like, I can't be with it. It hurts human ears. It doesn't hurt, it just makes no it, sense. It just fucks with you. It's it like, messes with it'll give you like a headache. Basically. It's like back yeah. when like the mosquito ringtone was a thing, and it was like. No, 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 no. it's not that it's like harsh to your ears, it just it's makes just, no sense. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it it's not logical to. It's just frequencies human. hitting randomly. Yeah, but like for dogs, it's very stimulating. That's, that's when, we, uh, when Athena was having trouble adapting to her crate. I tried to play some dog music while we were going to sleep, and boy, that wasn't a fun time. So oh, yeah, God. I have like so many YouTube recommendations now that I have the boy that are like cows with that music, <laughs> cow pasture plus dog music, or like Bach playing over cow pasture. You should put those on at like a house party or something that you have, but don't, <laughs> but full screen it so there's no title, no context. Yeah. It's just that that's fun. I think we're both immediately on true on the cow thing. Yeah, I'm I'm on sure. I think I'm on sure too because I knew the I knew dogs did it. Yeah. So I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised by cows doing it. Dogs do it. Humans do it. Even certain pasture cows do it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's have, have regional, regional accents. accents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that settles it. Chris, pull up the answer. Uh, let's have regional accents. <laughs> yes, it's true. I want to see videos of like, a, like a Canadian. I want to see. I want to see a video where one cow goes up to another cow, and moves, and the other cow goes. What the fuck? <laughs> what? It's where like, are you from, dog? Yeah, it's like when you watch like you ever you ever watch Lemmy's show, the like Scottish oh, TV oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my it's, god! <laughs> like that. Have you, have you seen, what's the one? The metalheads are listening to uh, Erasure, and, and then the part with the with the, uh, the, oh. the guitar. That's oh. the best. That's my favorite Lemmy show. Sketch. I always think of the the others. Yeah, what's heavier? 
A kilogram of steel. And it's just like the guy. A kilogram like, of theater. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Apparently Lemmy streams on Twitch all the time. Just plays Overwatch. Oh, God. Is it? Is it? His Twitter is like Daft Lemmy. Is it yeah. the same one? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> all right. So. Shit. When do you do it? My brain's blank. <laughs> We're members of the Pocket Podcast Network. <laughs> so, uh, simultaneous catch. It's back. NFL. <laughs> Back in full swing. No, the NFL's canceled. I'm because done. of Antonio Brown. I'm done. I have no desire to watch. I'm sorry. Did you guys? Did you guys see that? Um, Massachusetts, the entire state has been classified as an SCP. <laughs> that doesn't seem new. Yeah, but well, I, I I saw it, and apparently it's the kind of SCP that's made to contain other SCPs. So the theory is Massachusetts has been made to contain Tom Brady. Oh, he's definitely an SCP. Are you just kidding like, me? Just, he's like 43 so years done. old and he's still My team's football. garbage right now. Antonio Brown's on the Patriots. Like, what is the point? But, hey, the just, Falcons are beating can we the, uh, skip to February and Patriots win? If you like that, on. if you like takes like this one, maybe. I don't know what kind of takes they have exactly. I don't know enough about football, but... Simultaneous catch is a football podcast on our network. The Panthers are garbage right now. <laughs> oh boy. Antonio Brown's on the Patriots. I mean, the Falcons in the first with three minutes left in the first quarter are beating the Eagles. I'm not actually a Falcons fan. You just live here. My favorite team is the Panthers. They are divisional rivals with the Falcons. I can't like both. I mean, I understand. I them in the Super Bowl. That's I it. understand. So, <laughs> so there's that. Our theme song intro and outro is "Never Far" by James Hunter USA. Are there any fun upcoming shows? I feel like I'm more up on that these days than I am. I, I know that James Hunter is taking a uh, the the person, not the band as a whole, is just taking a little break right now. He's, uh, but you know, taking a break from playing shows just for a moment. Gotcha. But that being said, music's still out there. Um, Link is in the description as always. Exactly. Yep. Um, for songs other than Never Far, I am a fan of Possum Rock. It's a the the album. Oh, I, the album. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I get what you're as, saying. And you know the yeah. first. The first song on the album, which is in fact about a possum, and it's true, very very good. I saw a possum today, very wholesome. Yeah, there's one that runs around my backyard. That's a good sign. Coming back from Augusta, we hit a possum, and I felt very bad. Yeah, I mean it happened. It was it was on I twenty though. It's an honest. We were going seventy. There was yeah. There's no way to stop it. Yeah, I get that. Man, that's a somber note to end on, but it's it's kind of the note we're ending on. I I can bring it back up. Someone someone say the say the thing. Uh. The normal thing? The normal thing. Uh, until next time, don't believe everything here. Willem, as all the stories tell us, there was a duel that big Theseus of Athenas. He was lord and governor, and in his team, switchy cooker, the greater was the known under the sun of full many a richie cooker.